Show your mother what you've been working on. Hesitantly, Erica swiveled the open ledger around. Erica, explain to your mother what it is on this page. Costings from a bill of lading, father. When was this made up? The shipment arrived in November of last year. The cost of each good along with the accrued price of transport is in the first column. She disliked the way her finger shook slightly as she pointed, but there was nothing she could do about it. Here in the second column is the agreed strike price, if the item is due for auction. Beside that is the price at which it finally sold. Here in this column is our profit for the transaction. Fine. Now add for me the figures in the profit line here. Forrest, I fail to see... Just a moment longer, my dear. Go ahead, Erica. Four hundred ninety-seven pounds and thirteen shillings. Do you see, Mildred? Without need for pen or paper, without batting an eye, your daughter can work out all our figures. What's more, she carries them about in her head. Erica, tell your mother the total charges outstanding against us from the two ships now overdue. That will not be necessary. Mildred attempted to gather herself up. Forrest, you force me to speak plainly. I did not raise our daughter to become a glorified clerk, do you hear me? She is a Langston, and I expect her to act like one. Listen to yourself, my dear. She is a Langston, and a clerk she will not remain. She's learning the business, learning all I can teach her and more. He swept a hand above the work spread across Erica's new desk. Would you have Reginald do this work? Her mother faltered. Perhaps in time, in time, yes, if I forced him. And do you know what would happen? He'd do it just as Erica would follow you into the salons of Washington, because they're both good children who love and honor their parents. But they'd be miserable, my dear. Would you consign both our children to lives of melancholy? Erica grasped her hands in front of her. It was the only way to hold back the tremors that shook her form. Her mother chose that moment to glance over, and Erica knew with sickening realization that she was going to order Erica downstairs down to sit through another round of boring teas with women twice her age who had nothing better to do than gossip about their children and neighbors and discuss the matrimonial prospects of a young woman who wished to remain precisely where she was, doing exactly what she was doing. Before Mildred could speak, the rear door that led to the warehouse flew open and Reggie cried out, "'Good morning, father. Morning, mother. Isn't it wonderful?' "'Isn't what wonderful, child?' Erica's idea, of course, an absolute topper. Both parents looked at her, puzzled, and Mildred demanded frostily, Precisely what idea is this? Nothing, really. Oh, don't say that, Erica. Reggie bounded across the room. I can't believe you haven't told him yet. I was going to, but things... What is it, Erica? Her father asked. Well, I, I was thinking... She faltered, then said in a rush... We keep the roasted beans for the coffee house in a room by the street. We could move the coffee roasting back into the warehouse and put in another window and turn it into a tobacconist. We could put Francois in the window and show him rolling our new cigars and put up a sign that says Langston's Home of Good American Leaf. Her words were greeted by total silence. Finally, her father said, Quite remarkable, Erica. I am very impressed. Then he turned to his wife and said, I believe we have concluded the matter, my dear. Really, Forrest, I must object. But everyone knew the argument had already been won.
After her mother left the room, Erica sighed and sat back down at her desk. There came a light tap on the door. "'Begging your pardon, Mr. Langston.' "'What is it, Carter? Mr. Bartholomew insists upon having a final word. One word is all he'll have.' Erica detected the change in her father's tone. "'What is it, father?' "'Never you mind, my dear.' But his hidden strength was revealed, that and the chilling severity he rarely showed. Forrest Langston was generally a good-natured man, but he was also one of Washington's most successful merchants. Any man in such a position must from time to time display a harder resolve. A finely dressed man with a sharply angular face stepped into the office. "'You failed to give me your answer, Mr. Langston. I gave you all the answer you deserve. I fear we must disagree upon that point, sir. You have elected—I elected—'